Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Unbreakable Latina. Hi guys, welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host Melina. I am sorry that this episode is late, but I didn't have time to record before I left to Mexico, and when I came back, I thought I was going to come back earlier, but I got home pretty late, and I was just super tired. I actually was supposed to go to work today, but this morning I woke up and I wasn't feeling so hot, so I decided to call in because that's what sick days are for. I just didn't feel 100, like my body hurt, and it was just a long traveling day, but my trip was amazing. Like, if you haven't gone to Mexico City, book your trip right now and take me with you so um it was last minute because i couldn't decide if i want to go to valle de guadalupe or to mexico city but um, my mom and my sister were actually down to go so i was like what the heck let's just book it so i booked everything like within a week and planned it all and i am the planner in my family and it's a good and bad thing. Good thing because I get to choose whatever I want to do, but it's a bad thing because it could become overwhelming. Like, if I ever meet a man, I hope, oh, when I meet my future mans, I hope that he plans stuff because I am so tired of planning stuff. Although I love my family and I love planning stuff, it gets very overwhelming. And then sometimes I'm like, why can't somebody just plan something for me? Like, I always plan my birthdays, but if I don't, and then they do something that I don't like doing, then I'm like, oh, I should have planned it. It's just the type of person I am. Anyways, the first day, um, we actually flew from Tijuana, and we flew at one in the morning, so it was rough to get to Mexico at like six in the morning over there, and it's like four in the morning here, so the time changed, so when we got there, we got an Uber, went to the Airbnb, checked in. I honestly don't even remember, like, the girl that checked us into the Airbnb, like, all I remember her is telling her where the keys were and, like, the code to get in, and, like, we knocked out. And I already had the date planned as, um, I really wanted to go to Castillo de Chapultepec, and it was beautiful. We went, um, our little trip was cut short because we also had reservations for the Casa Azul, which is Frida Kahlo's house. And then we went there and that was cool. And after, before that, oh, actually, we did go eat and like I looked up a bunch of like food places and taco stands and everything. So we ate really good. The second day, the second day I booked a tour. Um, I had booked it ahead of time to the Pyramids of Teotihuacan. I hope I'm saying that right. I, I think I'm saying it right. And to the Basilica de Guadalupe. And I knew it was going to be like a whole day thing because it was just so far from the city. And I, for a moment, I thought twice about doing it because I was just like, oh my God, like we're going to be walking around all day and like we're not going to get to see the rest of the city. 
But then everybody was telling me, like, how can we go to Mexico City and not see the pyramids? So I didn't. I'm so glad I did. Our tour guide, he was amazing. My homie Andres, like, he was so knowledgeable and just very nice and really cared about showing the history of, of Mexico City. And it, it was beautiful and I don't regret it. And the tour actually ended up being from like eight in the morning all the way till six. And then a storm caught us when we were at the Basilica and I got all wet. Like my sister and I were wearing shorts and my mom's shoes got all wet. So I thought, oh my God, for sure we're getting sick because, you know, todas no, no tapadas y todo ahí en la agua. Like we had, we had umbrellas, but still like... So then when we finished getting back from the tour, what did we do that day? Ah, shit, there's a spider. <laughs> a spider just flew from my roof. Oh my gosh, I don't know where it's at. Oh, great. Now I'm going to eat it in my sleep. Uh, so after that, we got... Was it when we got home? Yeah, so we got home, we showered, and we wanted to eat again. So we ended up going to this place called El Mercado de, Ro de Roma. And it was kind of like a packing house if anybody's been to the anaheim packing house or like the food lab in riverside so it's a bunch of restaurants inside a big building and the thing about over there though is that here when you go to one of those like um i, I believe there's like the central market also in downtown la where there's a bunch of restaurants and you have to order and then you wait for your food and then you go find a place to sit in this place you sit down and people come to you and like hey do you want to look at our menu and it was so awesome like everybody was so kind and America needs to learn a thing or two from Mexico because the hospitality was amazing. Like, people make you feel like they want you there. Not like here where you go to a restaurant and the waitress is having, like, a bad day and she just takes it out on you. Like, the people were just so kind. We probably encountered, like, two people that were rude. Like, one, one lady at one of the museums was rude. And I can't remember. I, probably at the airport, like, some lady was trying to get her luggage before. You know, like, those people. Oh, my God. Those people that stand up before it's their turn to get up irritate me so much. If you're one of those persons, please sit down. <laughs> like, if it's not your turn, don't get up. You're just going to cause more problems. <laughs> I hope you're not. But if you are, please stop doing that. So, um, we went to El Mercado Roma. I had, like, some really nice craft cocktails. I actually got pretty buzzed that day. It was so funny because my sister and I were just cracking up. We met some cool people that lived in, um, Querétaro, I believe. And they were actually from Orange County. And then they relocated to Querétaro, Mexico. And super nice. They gave us a bunch of recommendations. And it was just nice to connect a lot of people. And there's a lot of foreign people, um not from the united states like foreign like from europe and other countries and it's crazy that i myself as a latina that is mexican has not really explored mexico and this trip really made me want to explore more of mexico because if i could remember when i was younger like my only memory of going to mexico is to my dad's pueblo in jalisco and the only memory i have like it was fun like, we would go to the Toros and we'd go to the plaza and do, like, the ferias and stuff. But, like, my biggest memory is, like, my dad going over there and getting drunk. And, like, I associated going to Mexico with my dad just, like, being drunk 24-7. And I hated going after when I, when I actually was older and I started noticing, like, I hated it going. Like, I, I was like, oh, God, we're gonna have to go to Mexico again. And then my dad would make us, like, we would drive over there because my dad would always take cars to sell out there. And... I honestly was like, I don't ever want to come back to Mexico. Like, and, and that's, and I hate to admit that, but that's the truth. 
And I've only been to like Cabo and like Tijuana. And I like going to Tijuana because I have a couple aunts that I had a couple aunts that lived out there and my cousins and it was cool to go there because my, my tia Eva, she used to have a tiendita and like she would let me like pretend that, well not pretend, but she would like me like play like if I was a register girl and that was like my dream thing when I was like younger, like I always wanted to work a cashier <laughs> and it was just fun to like have all our family and we would like have big like barbecues, like Tijuana holds a special place in my heart, but unfortunately both of my tias passed away and like that, whoo. <laughs> trigger warning <laughs> she's crying again no my both of my aunts passed away that lived out there and things change and you know our cousins grew up and everybody has their own families most of most of them are like spread out everywhere but they want to hold a special place in my heart but this trip really made me want to explore the rest of mexico okay back to our regular programming gotta get myself together too emotional um but anyways um we did the pyramids. We went to the Mercado. It was fun. We, we The next day was my birthday. My birthday was on Saturday. And I wanted to go to Xochimilco. That's where they have the trajineras. So it was kind of like... <laughs> I told my sister, this is like the Lake House of Mexico. Because it felt like that, like the canal, how it goes. I mean, it's not wild like that. But it's just fun. Like, there's music. There's people selling food. And the people are so nice. And I actually was a little scared to go because I kept reading all these reviews about how, oh, like, they see foreigners and right away they'll try to get you to go through, to, through another port. And they're going to try to charge you a bunch of money so it was like 500 pesos which is like 40 something dollars for an hour so i told my sister we'll just do an hour like we got there early because i wanted to avoid crowds because i know i was gonna get busy our ride there was smooth our uber driver was super nice kept ignoring all the fools that were trying to make us go through other ports that are not regulated by the government so if you go over there to xochimilco go to um puerto natividad i think but we went to that one and it was right off the bat the guy was like okay it's 500 pesos an hour and he didn't try to push that you could do one he's like suggest you do two but it's up to you and i was like oh no no más quiero una hora and then he's like okay pero una hora es poquito porque va a ir media hora and then media hora para atrás so he's like half an hour uh, one hour is a little bit because you're gonna go half an hour and then half an hour back and then as we started going and like seeing how pretty it was and like just vibing, <laughs> my, my sister and my mom were like, let's just do the other hour. So we told our little driver guy, I say little because he was a short guy, but I was like, oh, nos puede dar otra hora? Sí, sí, claro que sí. And he did. He gave us, so he gave us another hour and we paid him. And then we started going through the canal and then we see the mariachi and I had to tell my mom, oh, I want to get a mariachi. But I was kind of like, partly joking but like at the same time i was like i've always wanted a mariachi like when else am i gonna get it like quien me va a traer serenata algún hombre me va a traer serenata no nope. <laughs> so then my mom's like as soon as she saw the mariachi they're like oh yeah quiere una canción like you want a song and my mom's like si sí, las mañanitas so right off the bat like they start they get on the boat like i thought they were just gonna play from their little trajinera but no they jumped into our boat they played they were so much fun like it, they the guy sang really beautiful and my mom's like, otra canción y otra canción. And I was like, damn lady, you ballin. But it was like super affordable and probably, this was my top birthday. I'm not going to lie. Like 32 was where it was at. 
and it was awesome like played a bunch of songs my mom I llorando because she cries at everything like I didn't cry surprisingly because I always cry when they sing in the mañanitas but it was just so nice and like the people and everybody's just having a good time and if you haven't gone there go there um after that we ended up going to this like dinner when we got back to the city it took a while to get back well actually we wanted to go see Palacio Bellas Artes and when we got there it was like way too crowded there was too many people and I just felt like it just wasn't the vibe like for my birthday like I felt stressed out by the amount of crowds like I don't like crowds like that I'm actually going to Coachella like not this week but next week my friend invited me and I'm just like this is my first festival (laughs) wish me luck guys because I don't do well in crowds but you only live once so we went to we saw Palacio Bellas Artes and I was like I need to get out of here so we went back to Airbnb it started raining no we went to dinner to this like fancy restaurant because I was like I want to do at least one fancy restaurant and right off the bat like I felt like we didn't fit in and as soon as I was like oh tengo reservaciones and then he's like oh de donde eres and also Estados Unidos and then he's like oh se te nota el acento like I could tell in your accent and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I have an accent, I guess. <laughs> and then he sat us down and he's like, oh, we'll bring you the QR code right now. Never brought us a QR code. And 15 minutes passed by and then finally we asked for a QR code and the server gets it to us, but never got us drinks. It'd been like 20 minutes and like I just started getting really upset because it was more foo-foo people and you could tell we weren't from there and just, I felt slightly discriminated and like just like, they were, that's the only place that was just like, ugh, I'd rather stick, like, to mom and pop shops or little restaurants because this huge restaurant is just, like, too much for me. So we just walked out. The rain caught us again. So we went back to the Airbnb. My sister and I changed and we went just to some taco spot and we were just tired. So we went back to the Airbnb. The next day, um, we woke up early and we went, had a bad experience at another restaurant. <laughs> Our food took forever, so we ended up leaving. We went to the mercado, bought a couple things, went back to our Airbnb, and then we ate at this restaurant down the street. And then we went to the airport, and that was my trip. Wow, 14 minutes telling you guys about my trip. But anyways, I, I am just excited to share. It was the best birthday I've ever had. And if you haven't taken that trip, take the trip. Um... I luckily have my mom and my sister to like travel because my sister is always down for everything like that girl travels every freaking week I don't know how she does it she's also younger so she has a lot of energy but I'm just like I can't do your life like I I my social battery runs out like probably this weekend it's Easter I know I have brunch with my brother and my niece and my mom but Saturday I probably won't do anything like I don't want to do absolutely anything I want to stay in my little cave and just recharge. But on today's episode, I wanted to do an episode about giving advice to my younger self. It just felt appropriate because I just turned 32 and I think it would help someone that's younger or older, it doesn't matter, just of things I've learned so far in my life. The most important thing I learned in these 32 years is that I am worth a lot. And I am good enough. And anyone who has told me different is a fucking jerk. (laughs) It's okay to say no. I used to be the type of person that would say yes to everything. But now I say no, thank you. Or I, I tell someone, like, the truth. I don't feel mentally well to go to 
out or I'm just not feeling this. And it's okay to say no. It's okay to cry. I used to be ashamed of how emotional I was. I wasn't emotional for a long time, but when I hit, like, in my 20s, I went through a lot of stuff. So I would cry and I would think of it as a as a weakness. And now I think about it as a strength because I feel like people who cry, they feel. And most of the time, like, I feel every emotion. Like, if it's happiness, I cry. If it's sadness, I cry. If it's frustration, I cry. Like, it's just what I do, but it's okay to cry. I would tell my younger self to hold myself accountable for my choices. Um, I am responsible for my own happiness. And although things get tough, like, if, if you're in a shitty job, that sucks. Or in a shitty relationship. Or you live in a place that you don't want to live. Or something is draining you. A friendship is draining you. You have the power to end that friendship. To move out. Or to change that job. Or to change that relationship. Move. I'm sorry. Change the relationship. To break up with that person that's making you feel that way. In any type of relationship. So hold yourself accountable for what you allow in your life. Because you are truly responsible for your own happiness. And no one else is responsible for that happiness. Another thing I would tell myself to put myself first and to take care of myself and just mentally, emotionally, physically, because if you're not well yourself and you forget to take care of yourself, which I did for a long time, for a long time, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I put myself last in a lot of situations in my life. And in the last years, I have put myself first. And if it means that I have to go take a workout or a walk or I need just a day to just lay on the couch, that's okay. Because whatever it is that I need, I do to make myself feel better. Because if I'm not feeling better, then I can't be better for anybody else. I would tell myself to laugh often. Life is too short. Um, Laughter is the best medicine. And I don't know if you guys have had times where you're upset about something and then like you're angry and all of a sudden like you fall or you trip or you spill something on yourself and then right away like you start cracking up because you're like oh my god my day is going so shitty like I remember this particular time I was running late for work like always my toxic trait um I was running late for work I'm always running late but I'm always on time so I stopped to get coffee because I needed it and as soon as I go in my car and I put my coffee cup down I don't know what happened but the cap came off and it's just spilled all over my car and I was just so angry that I just sat there and I started laughing because I was like oh that's what you get for running late but it just turned the whole situation so laughter is really the best medicine sometimes you just have to like laugh at yourself and I know that's probably dark because sometimes my friends and I we have dark humor so we'll like laugh at ourselves in dark situations and for me it has helped me a lot. And most importantly, I would tell myself to love myself first because if I don't learn how to love myself, then I can't love anybody else. And I think that I love myself now, like, a lot. (laughs) And I'm so proud of who I've become. And it feels great. I feel confident. And it shows. A lot of people have told me, like, wow, you're so different now. And yeah, I, I like I told you guys before, I didn't love myself. Now I do. And I honestly do believe that if you don't love yourself, you don't, you can't love somebody else. That's my personal opinion. Um, I do believe that it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. I'm still learning because we all are always learning. 
But the moment you start loving yourself, you realize what you deserve and what you don't deserve. And I would also tell myself to not sweat the small stuff because in the end, the small stuff isn't going to isn't going to matter. You're not going to remember that little small argument you had with somebody. Like, life is way too short. Like, that's one thing, like, I've always thought, not always, probably when I had a lot of loss in my family. I had a lot of, a lot of family members have died in recent years. And it just goes to, like, to show that life is short. Like, that's why I feel like I am the way I am. Like, I try to plan trips and I try to plan family gatherings and because life is short and you're never going to get those moments back. So it if you're planning to do something oh, and finding for a, a good time, like, oh, I'm planning this trip to go to Italy. But, you know, when when I have more money or when I do this, it's never going to be the right time. Just do it because you don't want to regret like, oh, I didn't do it. Now I can't because something happens in your family or you didn't get to spend that moment with that loved one. Like, I feel like you should do stuff because life is short and just make yourself happy. And the last thing I would tell myself is to surround myself with happiness because there's some people that drain you. Even if um, you're doing well and then you, like my sister said, the vibes are not there. (laughs) That's what the young kids say nowadays. Like, if you have a friend or a loved one or your boyfriend, girlfriend, like, they are always unhappy and I know it's hard because people have mental health issues but sometimes like when people have this negative energy like for example sometimes shout out to my coworkers, but sometimes some of them like come out like they start the day with like you get on the elevator and I'm like good morning and I'm I'm a morning person, although I'm half asleep half of the time. But when I'm going to work, when I'm not going to work, I am a completely morning chipper, happy person. But at work, I'm like, oh, good morning. How are you? Is it a good morning? Like, don't be such a negative Nancy so early. And I'm like, I always like to make them uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, it is a good morning because you woke up today. You have a job and you have you have a home, right? And then they're just like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But truly, um. Surround yourself with people that make you happy. We don't need negative energy. We don't need negative vibes. And I've just learned so much these past 32 years. And what most importantly, I've learned that everybody's on a different timeline. With social media, you feel that pressure of like, dang, I'm not married. I don't have a house. I didn't buy a car. I didn't do this. I don't have kids. And I have felt those pressures before. But now I'm just like, okay, well... Am I envious of anybody else's life? No, like everything happens when it's time is right for everybody. And you shouldn't rush because, oh my God, like my clock is ticking to have kids. Like I hate when people tell me that. I know I've talked about it in another podcast. Like I hate when people are like, oh my God, like you're 32, like your clock is running out. Like you don't even, you're not even married. Like, are you going to have kids? Do you want kids? Yes, I want kids. But I'm not going to force myself to have a child when I haven't met the right person to. Like, I'm not going to rush into anything. So everything is a lie. That's what I learned. Everything's a lie. Everybody's pretending. Like, if you could think back about your parents, how old were they when they had me? 23, 22, 20. My mom, I think, was 30. My dad was, like, 28. And I think of me being 30, having a newborn, and they already had, like, a 7-year-old. And I think like, whoa, like, did they really know what they were doing? Because I think I still wouldn't know what I was doing if I had a kid today. 
But everything is a lie. Everything is at your own terms. Don't feel rushed. Let everything happen naturally because when you try to rush stuff, it always ends up in disappointment. That's just how I feel. Um, These are just a few things I would tell my younger self. And most importantly, I'd say if you want something, go for it. And also like fuck what people say that is so important like sometimes like especially growing up in a latino family being a mexican girl like siempre mi mamá ay que va a decir la gente ay y que va a decir la gente and i'm like who the fuck cares about this gente i don't care i'm gonna do me and i'm gonna stay true to myself and i'm a, i'm gonna be my authentic self because those people they don't pay my bills they don't contribute to my happiness and it's gente criticona like it's the truth these people are just there to criticize so fuck what everybody thinks and be your authentic self and put yourself first and that's what i would tell little melina i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um it's a day late uh i think i'm gonna upload it right now because i've done the editing as i go it is 6 55 p.m i haven't had a single meal because i hadn't been feeling well but I think I'm hungry now, so I'm going to make a fancy sopa de maruchan. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and I look forward to creating more podcasts for you guys. Oh, and also, thank you guys so much for all the feedback we got on the last episode with Jazz Ornelas. It was awesome. It's awesome to connect with all you guys and say like, oh my God, thank you for creating this and for um, joining together and creating this podcast To We've gotten, both of us have gotten messages from different girls saying like, oh, you inspired me to create content. Like I always held myself back and we're all learning here and we're here to support each other and you guys are all amazing. I hope you have a wonderful week. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Unbreakable Latina. And I think I'm going to start tweeting more. So you could follow me at on Twitter at Latina Podcasts. I couldn't get Unbreakable Latina for some reason, but at Latina Podcasts on Twitter. Bye.